the mics alive. We're recording, ladies and gentlemen. Episode seven: Wrestlers with Experience. Today is April twenty sixth, twenty eighteen. On the a lot of this, everything is ready. I got delayed. I had to take care of some business. I take a quick ch- trip to uh, Connecticut. No, it wasn't the WWE Towers. It was just. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you said it wasn't there, man, because um. How the hell you'd have gone there and didn't bring me along? I mean, shit. Right. I mean, look, those people in the past when I did have talkings treated me very well. I'm grateful for the WrestleMania 20 experience. I'm grateful for uh, many things that was put upon me, but I'm about my money. And when the money ain't right, I don't give a fuck what the opportunity is. I'm not fucking with it. I got you, brother. But long story short, I had to take care of some business, so I did get delayed. Um, everything is going up today on the 26th. You guys should probably see it posted to iTunes, Google Play, and Google Play probably the 27th right. or maybe the 28th. So when you get this, you'll be on point. You didn't miss anything. You can go back, download, and enjoy. Um, the YouTube channel is Dietrich Davis on Demand, and the series will be called Wrestlers with Experience. And yes, we did use a WWE pun. The other show that will be on there is called important nobodies with myself daisha hicks and justin maloney um that's pretty much it you're sitting here right now with mark knight and myself dietrich davis word the original mark knight aka mark morell aka mark morell aka mark Knight. i still say mark knight for all the years of the well, indie you know days. how it goes man you know um i'm just that original dude named mark aka mr gmb grown man business right you know we here we doing it live and direct right so we, we're we this show we're only doing one episode today. Usually our format will be where we start. We're going to end up doing two to three shows in one day, where we're recording four hours of content and breaking it down into separate shows. Right. Um, but because I'll be working on the graphic work, making sure all of the links are correct, website redoings and stuff like that, I I, I slowed myself up, but I did have to take care of some major business. But today we're going to talk about a little bit of everything, pretty much. And I want to talk about the number one thing even though we're going to talk about superstar Billy Graham and a few right. other things. But the number one thing, <clears throat> um, Nakamura's new theme music, I love it. Yeah, I, I actually heard it this morning. Um, my boy, actually no, it was last night I heard it. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my boys, he uh, wired it to me on uh, the messenger service, and I was listening to it. I was like, okay, this is actually pretty dope. The instruments was live in it. I like the fact that the guitars was a bit more uh heavy on this. Mm-hmm. But I like the uh I like the the bars that was spitting on this. And people are still gonna chant. Oh, of course they're oh, gonna so they're gonna they hum think along they with stopped it. it. I was listening to uh not Dave Meltzer. I forgot who I was listening to, but they were talking about Brian Alvarez? To... No, that I don't I don't I don't really get a chance to take in some of his. I'll tell you I'll look it up in a minute, but um you're never gonna stop that chant. No. And he's becoming more and more of a heel every week. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you think that he wins that belt tomorrow afternoon? I hope that he does. Because it's it's kind of stale on AJ right now. You know, it's, I wouldn't say it's stale on AJ, but it's just that it's time that they, they if the WWE does this right, that would be the perfect place to do it. Because in my heart of hearts, I know deep down inside, that Universal Championship is not changing hands. It's not. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't believe that belt. Everyone wants the look, Brock. Look, I'm, I'm all about the contracts. And right. Brock's contract is, and I hate to blow up this type of business, but it's not unknown. 
again, Fox is leaking the information, which I said on the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when you guys do listen to it, people will question why I bring up Fox, but Fox is becoming a major player in the WWE's world. Absolutely. Um, $650,000 per main event. Mm-hmm. And then, if I'm correct, he's getting 150000 p- per Raw appearance. Exactly. So now, back to Na- Nakamura, the idea of him becoming the WWE champion in Asia, Persia, the Middle East, wherever you want to call it, Saudi Arabia. It's still Arabia, Asia. It's still Asia. Right. Mm-hmm. Just him being the first Asian to win the World's Heavyweight Championship in Asia, that's going to be some dope shit. Right. That's if they go that way. We, they, You know, WWE is finicky. They may think, they may try to swerve the fans. And right. I think this is one time, all right, I'm okay with him not winning the belt at WrestleMania. But... Either you give him that belt at the Greatest Royal Rumble or mm-hmm. you give him that belt at Backlash. Yep. Both ways, Nakamura is our next WWE champion. Absolutely. And, and, and we have to, that has to be done. Yes. And I think he deserves a full wrestle, uh, one year run and drop the belt at WrestleMania. Yeah, I believe so. And, you know, and if he were, and let's just say hypothetically speaking, he wins it. And if they were to, um, if he were to drop the belt, you know, like in between or whatever. I would say, and 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 you know what? Don't 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 shoot me if I say this. I would probably say the one person I could see him dropping the title to, besides um, AJ once again, I could probably see Randy, or maybe even Joe, capturing that world championship real quick. If and they're then, smart, I'm gonna be keep it real with you. Mm-hmm. If they're smart, the only play person for Samoa Joe to, if he beats Nakamura. Joe is in that Brock Lesnar space. Right. All right. And and Joe is becoming a special attraction. He yes. showed up yes. four months later and didn't miss a motherfucking beat Hell and no. cut two of the strongest promos on Roman in less than five minutes and made Roman look weak. <laughs> I'm just saying, Listen. no disrespect to Roman. I mean, I'm not a supporter of his. I think he's an okay talent. I right. think... 15 years ago, he would have been on a bike riding around with DOA. Um, <laughs> 20 years ago, forgive me. You get what I'm saying? I got you, man. Matter of fact, listen, our grandmothers can cut better promos on Roman, and, he, and they would make him look weak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it's going to be an interesting set of events. Hopefully, you know, like I said, if he don't win the belt tomorrow afternoon, more than likely uh, – probably a backlash but you got to remember it's going to be a seven hour show a five hour show tomorrow so you got like seven hold on titles for a on the hold line. on for a second Shade, you don't have to creep creep now ladies and gentlemen my my stepdaughter she's creeping around like as if every sound is going to show up we're just we're recording right you know so back in the day they've been like yo chill be mad quiet now it's yeah, everybody like, keep it cares? moving but anyway so long story short you were saying um i was saying how like you know um it's gonna be like a five-hour show tomorrow, okay? You got I can't do. I you can't got do seven. You got like seven tomorrow. title matches, um, all the way from the cruiserweight championship plus a fifty-man rumble, the fifty-man rumble, the two tag team championships, the intercontinental championship, the United States championship, and of course, you know, like I said, the two heavyweight titles as well. Mm-hmm. So you got a full-ass card, you know, a stacked right. card. Right. And Saudi Arabia is just like. They're like they're going all carte you, blanche the, for this the, thing, man. Yeah, did you see the chairs in Saudi Arabia? They got fucking lounge. They got these beautiful uh, personal couches. What? 
Yeah, man, personal listen. couches and love seats. They need to start doing that in WrestleMania they, for, they, for listen, us listen, in the States. Listen, they, WWE brought back the pyro for this show. But also, did you see the ticket sales? Well, fireworks would be cheaper out there. Well, naturally. Outside, you know what I'm saying? Well, not saying war and this, that, and the other. <laughs> shut up. Shut off a couple of Scud missiles. But in general, um, well, well, you know. No, outside the United States. Fireworks, you get them. You could get them shipped from China and Japan over to Saudi Arabia. Easy, below market value. Easy on a boat. Um, They did take longer building this stage, but I guess because they had to ship a lot of the shit out there. Mm -hmm. I would assume by boat, maybe. Probably. Um, Get it out there two weeks in advance because they've been building the stage slowly for two weeks. Yes. I know the team is probably exhausted. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm still upset that there's no female talent on the show. I do understand. I did go off about that. I get it. Um, let's just hope by the next Saudi Arabia show that the women we can, can get be, women up there. Yeah, um, the women will be available. I would them. like to see if there's women in the audience at this show. I think there will be women in the audience watching the show, but... Because, um, you know, this is Saudi Arabia. They still believe in hitting a bitch in the back of the head with a brick and saying, slow down. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, women, uh, yeah. you know, it's just a different... It's, it's literally a different world out there. But I but I think that, I think that um, you know, they'll have women in the audience. And the tickets were like $3.00. Their countries, those nosebleeds. Wow. Yeah, like they're trying to make sure this event. That's a big. That's a big building. Number one. It's a very big building. Sheesh. Um, I would like to see the presentation, how it comes off. I definitely. You'll be at work tomorrow, right? Well, yeah. Or of are course. you taking tomorrow off just to watch? Man, it? I'm going to work. <laughs> I got kids to teach. Yeah, I get it. I you get know, it. So I, I, teaching I, these kids PowerPoint presentations, be so you know I, I got to be where I need to be to get that check. Right. So. I'm going to give it a watch. I might do the first live watch just okay. to test it out. Okay. You know, um, I might not. <laughs> hey, who who <laughs> knows, depends. man? Who knows? Who knows? But I will be sitting here watching the show, enjoying it, and definitely trying to um, see what direction they go. At first, it seemed as if it was a live event that turned into a, a later shot. I'm saying goodbye to my stepdaughter. Take care. Uh, a live event that will um, turn into... I think this is going to be a yearly thing. Yeah, man. And I think they should keep the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia, make it a one-year mm-hmm. thing. They did, I think, seven or f- five pieces of talent came out of Saudi Arabia. That's right, yeah. yeah. So let's congratulate them and thank them. I, I, I'm glad that they um, – I got to get an applause button for us. Right I'm on. glad you did that. Um, takes a lot to be a WWE superstar. and it sure does, man. It, and, and as we know wrestling, when you hit your back – you could almost look at that person and tell if they're built for it or not within seconds. Exactly. It takes one backdrop. You yep. see the ones who fight through it. Me personally, I love that shock in the body. I love the impact. I love the the, the mm-hmm. physicality. I'm a very physical person. Right on. With a lot of things, I wasn't a big football or baseball person, but that type of but wrestling was something I attracted to Absolutely. and bodybuilding based off of. Right. The what you had to push your body through exactly it was the same thing for me too man yeah. you know I, I mean I just love wrestling I wasn't that much of a fighter but I can handle mines out in the street but and that's all that counts exactly but however getting inside the ring I wasn't good at basketball I wasn't good at football I wasn't mm. good at baseball hell I didn't like running I like running now but I hated running but the idea of being able to get inside the ring and and just to work and just to you know, maneuver and do stuff inside the ring. It's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. Right. You know, and again, you know, kudos to those guys. And um, also to touch on another note, which we were talking about off air for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Triple H's global expansion of NXT. That looks like it's going to definitely come into pass. Yeah, going to make NXT also into a global territory. And 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 rightfully so. Some of the best talent is coming out of NXT. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that some of them, like Pete Dunne, still get to work mm-hmm. the indies and some of them are this, that, and the other. Triple H is um, the olive branches that he is growing. Yes. And extending throughout the um the roots of re- the new roots of wrestling he's creating. Mm-hmm. People would have called him a madman 30 years ago. Vince did it with aggression. Throughout and North money. America. Right. Vince did it with, with aggression and with money and took over all the markets. Triple H is doing it with, I love the sport, let's work together. This is also in a in a degree. But it, hold on, not to cut you off. It takes Vince doing that for Triple H to be able to do this. Exactly. So what, tri- what, what Vince did was needed versus what Triple H, that wouldn't have worked years ago. Exactly. But, but however, now. what I was going to say was is that he has that same mindset of Vince as far as like exp- ex- expanding the company, but he's also taking a page out of the uh, out of the NWA's um, playbook too, because the NWA not only was it just a North American territory, the NWA also was a global territory to be exact. And I, and I'll and I'll break it down to you. Their membership in Canada, Japan, Mexico, Australia, England, um, the NWA. Um, organization, you can go all over the world. You will find remnants of the National Wrestling Alliance. Still, still, still to this day still in the indie scenes. Yeah, there's there's still a few NWA championships it, from Billy Corgan's own to a few of them running around down in Mexico and down in um like Japan for Zero One and stuff like that. It's a lot, and we'll get into some of that stuff yeah, later. And, yeah, and just to touch on the quarterback, exactly what you're saying. You're making a great point. ECW's first championship was the NWA championship. Yeah, the, they were the, the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance NW- that was a part of the NWA. Yeah, you had NWA Sunrise. Mm-hmm. You had NWA Hollywood. You had a lot of NWAs. NWA New York. And even though WWE does own some type of name and rights to it, right. easily they could step on all of these people's necks and, be like, we got and, the- and say stop. But H is extremely smart, and I think, I think eventually the WWE Network will have at least 50 indie companies on the platform yeah. producing live content. I think that's what it's going to come Absolutely. down to. I, and I think so. Bruce Pritchard's Wrestling with Experience. Re, uh, not re, That's us. I'm sorry. Something I'm so, to wrestle. Something with. else to wrestle to. Yeah, something else to wrestle, wrestle with. to. Yeah. Um, wrestles with Experience is us people. Yeah. But um, Bruce Pritchard's Something Else to Wrestle to is proof that they're willing to go outside the yep. box. The production does not have to be WWE perfect. You just have to have solid content and get there. And I think WWE is going to be the place to go for unbiased wrestling eventually. Oh, absolutely. I unbiased be, opinions I won't be surprised if they um, they put Tony Schiavone's podcast up there or maybe even Jim Cornette's the, podcast up there. Also I, I, wouldn't well. be, I wouldn't be shocked. I think, the, I think the, the, they own the network. It's not like you're answering to the USA Network. Yep. You let the colorful language fly. Let the opinions yeah. fly. Let this fly. They don't answer to no one on that network but McMahon. Exactly. So you- it's time to create some good, not to sound like I'm from the 80s, smash mouth network mm-hmm. television yeah. and let the people have it. So since we touched on that, I just want to let you guys know, if you do get a chance to watch something else to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson, 
watch episode two. It was actually pretty good. If you are a fan of 80s wrestling, they're talking about the Mega Powers run all the way up to the Mega Powers explode. So if you followed that back in the day mm. from Saturday night's main event, and they talk, they touch on this. Everything from, actually everything from WrestleMania 3 culminating all the way up to WrestleMania 5, you got the chance and the opportunity to see the rise of Randy Macho Man Savage after he dropped the Intercontinental title to Ricky Steamboat. The feud with Randy Savage and Honky Tonk Man. And how they use Elizabeth. Yes. That was the perfect way. Not No disrespect, but women who didn't have a lot of roles in wrestling, that was a woman who they used yes. very well. Macho Man worked well with two women in his career. Sherry Martell and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth. And now, I still think that they should call it the Sherry Martell Battle Royal. Right. But now, I, w- I will say this. In, in, in regards to like some of the other women in, in wrestling, such as uh, Baby Doll, such as uh, Sunshine, such as Precious, um, such as uh, Midnight, and even Sapphire, um, these ladies did a lot in pro, and, and even Missy Hyatt, they did a lot in wrestling, but capping off with um, Elizabeth Hewlett, she did a hell of a lot. Yeah, to um, change the game in pro wrestling in the eighties, and she didn't have to. This is where I, where, where I look at Lana. No disrespect, she will never be Elizabeth, right? As I've, I when and when I say someone will never be someone, it's not saying that they can't be it. Either you, either you, you don't become it, or you, it right. or you surpass it. Mm-hmm. And when and when Lana is managing was managing Rusev, that was a phenomenal yes. duo. Yes, and um. Lana and I think on the on Total Divas, what's her name said something so powerful to her that her ego didn't catch it. And The Rock's niece or cousin, what's her name? Nia Jax. Nia Jax said, "Maybe your strong points is not wrestling in the ring. Your strong points is that you can cut a promo and you look good doing it, and you know how to do it well." Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you can Paul Heyman doesn't know how to take a bump, but Paul Heyman can cut a fucking promo sure and, and become a valuable person. And Lana can become a very valuable person. And Miss Elizabeth show Sherry Martell was physical, but Sherry Martell was a wrestler. Right. But but when it came to Miss Elizabeth, mm-hmm. she knew how to look pretty. Yes. She knew how to smile. She knew how to confuse during that mega powers thing. Yes. You didn't know if she she's, was going with Hogan it, or going for Macho. It. She's she's actually the star of that fucking angle. She was. And 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 if anything, she wasn't bigger than Hogan Hogan on Mach. But let's keep it real. When 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 Hogan lifted her and carried her away, yeah. let's get let's not get it twisted. That caused confusion. She was just as valuable in this angle like the world heavyweight title. Didn't even need, you know what's crazy about the Mega Powers? They never even won the World cha- Tag Team Championships. And that should have been something that they they could have done. Imagine them winning the tag team titles at that time. Oh my God, the merchandise! If they would if they the would have defeated, if they would have put the beats to Action Smash to win those tag team belts, Jesus! Oh Christ. man, that would have been something. But let's let's go let's go forward because we got a lot of stuff to get into. Right. So know? one thing I do want to touch on, um, talking about older wrestlers. And I want to say this clearly. Um, First, your boy, superstar Billy Graham. Before we go any further, let me just say, as as veterans, 
we try to have the utmost respect for the forefathers in the game. And every now and then we're going to highlight, I think we should highlight some. Well, we um, talked about that at the end of the episode, creating right. the forefathers for each generation. Right. And then the great forefathers. So now we're going to touch on, like Brother Dietrich is saying, uh, you know, that's my brother. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to touch on superstar Billy Graham, former world's heavyweight champion of the World Wrestling Entertainment. And, and this and is going to be time, very interesting. And and and. I do have a large opinion about this, and, and I want us to take our, our time with this fucking topic. Let's go. Um, I'm starting to feel Billy Graham, he's not a dumb man. He's an intelligent man. Mm-hmm. The man can, the way he cut a promo, one of the women should be cutting the promo on the shit that he was saying. Right. But in my personal opinion, I think there comes a point where the older wrestler needs to understand that the world that they once was in is not the world that it is now. Okay. All right. So superstar Billy Graham, he um he went off on Facebook and he was pissed off about uh Triple H and Stephanie versus Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. Right, from WrestleMania and the build up towards it. And he said and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm a paraphrase. And he said, I find Ronda's use of Piper's gimmick nauseating. You, my brother, are dead on. I think he was responding to someone. I, I want to say this. I think Triple H or maybe even Kurt. No, I think he was responding um, to a, a fan who wrote him. Oh, okay. So this is my thing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state this clearly. Piper approved this before his death. Yes. He she when he when she was in the UFC, she asked, "Can I use the rowdy thing?" When her steam was picking up, and Piper said, "Yes." His son, even though the jacket she uses not his jacket now, but for that for that for for when she showed up on Raw and the and the Royal Rumble to be exact. Well, yeah, exactly the Royal Rumble. Her son brought down Piper's jacket. Flair or Piper himself yeah. would have let her wear his jacket to the ring. Exactly. It was an honoring. The fans understand it. She's not replacing P- Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. She's not saying she's better than Rowdy Roddy Piper. Right. But Ronda Rousey will do for will probably main event a WrestleMania. Yep. I can see that. Let's just it. keep it one hundo. It, it may not be the next one like everybody think, or it may be. But the point I'm trying to make is she got approval from Piper. Yep. And for you to get upset. Um, that the fact that she using a gimmick that she got given to by the man, it's like it's like the Undertaker saying, "Hey, dude, you can use my gimmick. Keep the keep the keep the Undertaker title alive, right? But be yourself." Okay, that's true. that's a that's a passing of a torch, and Piper by Piper approving that that gives round to Rousley more credibility yes. than a lot of people, and then she backed it up by performing. Well in the ring. Exactly. Now, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Graham. Now, Superstar Graham, of course, for many of you, our first-time listeners um, that have never heard of Superstar Billy Graham, is a former Worldwide Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. He's also held belts also all over the you know the the, the territory areas as well, such, such as Crockett, Florida, uh the AWA and all kind of whatnot. But he held belts in those organizations. But the main title that he is famous for winning is the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Championship. 
He now, beat Bruno San Martino mm-hmm. for the title. Mm-hmm. He's held the title for a year. He's taken on a lot of the top guys. His most notable feud as WWF World's Heavyweight Champion was Dusty Rhodes, in my opinion. Right. And they drew box office. I believe him and Harley Race also wrestled against each other in unification matches as well, too. But there was nothing like him and Dusty Rhodes. They had a series, a a best of three series at the Garden, culminating all the way up to a bull rope match where Graham beat Dusty to retain the title. Now, of course, Graham would then go on to drop the championship to Bob Backlund. Once he dropped the title to Bob Backlund, he disappeared off the scene and he went down to Georgia Championship Wrestling and he won the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight title. But along the way, Superstar Graham set a new standard for what was to become the modern-day professional wrestler of the 1980s. Graham had a look. He wore tie-dye tights, tie-dye t-shirts, Applejack hats, big yeah, and sunglasses, And he wore the look of the hair. era. Right. And he spoke jive. Okay, and he also had a physique that was just so damn incredible. Like it was so damn good. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was also patenting his way, his workout style after him. That's how incredible superstar Graham looked. He influenced so many Actually, people. Actually, Arnold generation. was inspired by a Frenchman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get. Let's but, not. You know, Arnold. Arnold is a fan of wrestling, but his right. his look was inspired by um something Perry. Okay. I, I, I only know because I read his whole workout book. From okay, seven hundred pages from front to back. I All read, right. yeah. So it, it, but um, go ahead, keep going. He did have a look. He did he have had that. a look, and it was so unique that a lot of people was biting his biting his style. But you got to understand, he bit that style from a few other people who wasn't that famous with the tie dye look because that tie, that look was coming. Mm-hmm. And I think, like most wrestling, um. Steve Austin made a knee brace famous. Yep, he damn sure did. But Bradshaw came in wearing a knee brace that he kept, he kept covered. Right. Um, I always wore two knee braces. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people thought I was copying Steve Austin when I had legit two injuries. Right. And I couldn't afford surgery. So, you know, and those Don Joy knee braces are like $1,000 a pop. Right. They so don't come cheap. They don't come cheap. So, without, you know, it's some people make a look famous, though it's not, it's a very old look. Right. Um, well, let's he was talk- very in tune with the era mm-hmm. and the presentation of the era. The psychedelic era. I but mean- let's be for real. And and I want to go back to the original question at hand. Is this a bitter old man just talking that technically wrestling has forgotten him? Because no one's talking about the great feuds of Billy Graham. Dusty is talked about when it comes to Ric Flair and Steamboat, but right. they never bring Dusty and, 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 and Graham up. Unless you talk about what Dusty has done in the New York area when he was brought into the garden by Vince Sr. Right, which is a forgotten about period. But those matches did draw a lot of money at that gate for yeah, the garden. But, right, so Soundgarden went several times platinum, but no one's talking about them the way they talk about Nirvana. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? So, so the draw doesn't mean nothing if the memory isn't there. They true. made money, but the memory isn't there. So let's look at the people, and, and I'm going to run off the head with this. Along with Graham's look, Graham used to wear 
feather boas and all kind of whatnot mm-hmm. with his t-shirt and his hat and his sunglasses the big sunglasses the world's championship belt and he had the manager uh the grand wizard with him but with his look i'm gonna run down off the top of my head just for starters just for shits and giggles for every person that has followed or kind of bit his swag in their in their days beautiful bob remus okay in the awa now, a lot of people don't know that name, Bob Remus. But if I was to tell you that beautiful Bob Remus went on to become WWF champion, and if I was to tell you that he was AWA America's heavyweight champion, and he had one of the bloodiest feuds with the Iron Sheik, and if I was to tell you that he went on to have an action figure in one of the biggest toy lines, you wouldn't believe it. It's not the point. Billy Graham is still bitter. How does this go back to Billy Graham being one of the bitterest Sergeant men Slaughter, in wrestling? Sergeant Slaughter bit his style before he became Sergeant Slaughter. That was one of his first gimmicks. And it still didn't work. But everybody had the look. Billy Graham, I bet you if we do the research, we could see where he took it from. Right. And that's the trick. When, when it comes to wrestling, nothing is new. It's just reformatted and rehashed. Absolutely. He blamed Hogan for taking his gimmick. Right. But Hogan was wearing a fucking cape like Superman to the ring at one point, like Zingif. But when he became Hollywood Hogan... Yeah, but that's... He started wearing the long tights. He was rocking the feather boas. Well, hold on. Hogan was wearing long tights when he beat... Um, We're talking about when Hogan's run in WCW. Right. he joined the New World Order. But the boa look has been used in wrestling for years. Right. Uh, so is he necessarily biting it or... Was it something Dennis Rodman came in wearing because he wore it at his own wedding? Yeah, Rodman And then done he it. threw that shit, and then Rodman put it over his shoulders, and mm-hmm. the shit never came off. But then also Jesse Ventura used that same look and style also. Right. And Jesse didn't maximize it. No. Jesse was more focused on Hollywood at that point. Exactly. And Vince already shelved uh, uh, Jesse. But during Jesse's run, before he got shelved, mm-hmm. Jesse rocked and did everything like Graham. And he, and he did it better. You know, and then Steiner, Scott Steiner. He no, he didn't wear feather boas, but he had his look. Yeah, but there's there's too many commons, and you gotta think about it. Steiner's look was a biker look, right? Tattoo. We talking. We talking about Scott. Yeah, we talking about Steiner. Yeah, we're talking about tattoo. Pump. The the cheap oak. Well, not cheap. The expensive Oakley glasses. Right. That is the traditional white boy look of the South. Of course it is in the Midwest. But this it's but it's just the idea that Graham, you know, inf- inspired these guys with the physique, the look, the attitude, the swagger, and all that stuff. They all took bits and pieces of him to help extenuate their look and their gimmicks as well. And I think if we sat down and spoke with these guys, I don't think most of them would bring up Billy Graham. Well, and and I, I just Hogan feel- Steiner and um, well Hogan and Steiner definitely would. And Jesse Ventura would also. Has has Steiner ever said it? No, I, I Ste- got... Steiner won't admit it, but you know. Because his look is definitely, if you go down to the South and down to Ohio at that time, that was that white boy look. Yeah. You know, pumping iron, this, that, and the other. Look, the physiques were coming. Mm-hmm. The, the steroid game was changing. Right. The physiques was coming. Right. Vince had a look that he wanted his guys to have. Yep, and they all had it. And they were all decorating to it. I think it comes down to, and I'm not knocking this man's credibility. But you a bitter, he's a bitter old fuck. Let's just keep it 100. Yeah, well, let's look at what happened. Like you said, going on to the point where he felt like he was forgotten, 
We talk about how he was um, critical of of the company once they were just talking about the whole steroid trial. He was one of the first ones talking about I meant the to steroids. Ask you that. Was, was he was he critical to the whole situation? Yeah, he was critical about that. Did he hurt them or help them? Or- he, it it did it did neither. You know what I mean? Because he's never gonna have shit named after him. Oh, but then there was also the uh, the sexual molestation um, accusations too that he was um, quarterbacking. Talking, no, not no speaking out against with uh, the ring crew guys uh, being molested by the ring announcer and a couple other mm-hmm. like back end. Well, guys he should have protected his asshole. Well, them kids should have. Who? Which kids? Oh, they young. Re- what were they young wrestlers? It was young. It was young. They it was young kids, wrestlers. They were adults who could have stood up for themselves. Right. Well, back then, those were teenage kids that was looking to be a part of the ring crew. You know what I mean? Uh, young referees mm-hmm. uh, and even young up and coming wrestlers at that time. They were being they were being molested by. Um, I can't think of the, the the name of the black ring announcer, but he was one of them. Right. And I believe um, it was uh, one of Pat Patterson's homeboys. But would you? Would, you know. Right, well, you know, Pat, well, that's what that is with right. that. And that's a rabbit hole yeah. that you can go down that's so long. So my question is, not my question, my thought is, he's done a lot for professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. He has inspired lots of wrestlers. Yes, he has. Visually, some wrestlers just don't like him. But has he really done that much for wrestling? Other than the fact right about now, just everything. Because Triple H is doing more for wrestling. Triple H just did more for women wrestlers. Right. But than I'll, women I'll, have in I'll, reality. Yeah, I'll say this. Graham right now is just looking to keep heat. Looking to get looking to get some heat right about now to keep his name out there. Because, is he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yes, he is. He's in the Hall of Fame. Even after even after going to court against I mean the, the WWF, yeah, you know, the being World a, Wrestling Federation at the time. Yeah, you know, he he was a star witness against the um the WWF um for the U.S. government during so, the steroid trial. But mm-hmm. you know what, Vince forgave him, put him in the Hall of Fame. Bada bing, bada boom. That's yeah, it. and you know, and it, it just bugs me out. So this is what he wrote. Let me and let me read this clearly. Yeah, go ahead. He goes, speaking of jobbers, I read today a quote by Dave Meltzer that shook me to the core. And it goes as follows. There's a rumor going around by WWE officials prior to Mania 34 that Rousey was going to make Triple H tap out to her armbar finisher instead of Stephanie McMahon. And it appears that the company went later in the direction, direction specifically due to the storyline community and reasons. As Rousey attacks Stephanie McMahon's arm the next night on Raw, Whereas Triple H is not a regular on-screen character and has disappeared for now. What? Question mark, question mark, question mark. This is where he gets disrespectful. Great promo. Maybe he should be in the writing room helping the females if you want to hate on them a little. Okay. Miss Lousy was going to make Triple H tap out. Question mark, question mark, question mark. This would have been revealed as well as a cement truck as a, a cement truck full of pig shit being dumped on the Mania 34 fans. Let me stop there before I continue reading. The crowd would have went fucking crazy. Ronda Rousley is a legit d- dangerous bitch. Yeah. She got beat up by some more even more dangerous bitches that mm-hmm. would knock some men out. Yes. Chris Cyborg, and I'm gonna use her as an example beat a dude through the dojo, around the dojo, 
out the fucking door and into the streets of fucking Thailand. Right. Okay. Okay. I believe that. I believe that. The video is fucking crazy. She beat this nigga's ass around and out the building. Right. That is a dangerous woman. Now, so continue. Let me just close this yeah. out because I I, I want to get off this old fuck. Even though I respect him a little bit, not but you know, um, God, folks, what is WWE thinking? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. PR is not PR is not a god of some kind, but a mere female. Yeah, a god of some kind, but a mere female cross UFC failure that got her flat ass kicked twice on the way out. Now this is nauseating. I demand that you fans respond to this crap, but WWE is trying to lay out on you, or on what on on the crap that WWE is trying to lay out on you by even thinking. That her making Triple H uh, tap out. God, this makes me sick. Why? Why is he so upset about this? I mean, I, is is it because that's the old guard of wrestling? It's the old guard, and 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 there's nothing against the old guard, but they figure like he. I figure it like this, right? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe he must think that Joshi should work with Joshi. That's um, Japanese for a female wrestler. Just um, say female wrestler. So we're, you know what I mean? It's, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's female wrestler, mm-hmm. right? But the thing about it is, is that one Ronda Rossi is 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 a box office attraction. She making Triple H tap out would garner her a lot of fame because this is a guy who's practically running the company, and he's willing to put himself. He put himself on the Vince McMahon path. If Vince McMahon can do something, I can do it too. So if he would have tapped out to Ronda Rousey's armbar, Fujiwara armbar, which is a which is a simple jujitsu hold where people can actually get hurt with, that's not going to destroy him. Popped out of place. That's not going to ruin him. Yeah. So yeah, it does sound like Graham was a little bit bitter. But then again, you know, Graham wasn't doing that stuff back in the day either. I don't remember what his fucking finisher was. Let's the be bear honest. hug. And well, great, great. See how great it was? He's barely, I'm not saying he's not a part of the wrestling history, mm-hmm. but by singling one person out, you just, you're giving Ronda Rousey. We live in a generation of, the, of feminist leadership. And yeah. with his machismo ness, for lack of a better term, running wild. And disres- and disrespecting. Look, I'm not a fan of Ronda Rousey myself. One of my favorite moments was watching that bitch get knocked out by Holly Holmes. I predicted she was gonna get knocked out by Holly Holmes. I bet money that she was gonna get knocked out by Holly Holmes, and I won good money when she got knocked out by Holly Holmes. And guys like myself and Joe Rogan and a few other people were all saying that's not the fight. The point is, these are women who can knock men and break men down. Well, and I'm always gonna give her credit for being that type I guess, of bitch. I guess Graham just doesn't respect that. Yeah, and he that's just what right. it is. And I can't knock it, but and this goes into another thing that I put notes down. There's a lot of older wrestlers who are bitter, and what is it about this fucking business that creates bitter old men? They just feel like they have been passed by, and they yeah, want to keep and they want and they want to keep certain traditions alive. But then again, that's just that's just what it is because they were brought up in the era of, of wrestling where you respected the business, right? You protected the business, and you didn't want to make the business look like a sham. But they also left in the era 
of protecting the business, working the business. The rules are different now. The game is... Do you still make a movie... Do you still make Star Wars the way George Lucas did in the 70s? Or do you make Star Wars the way they do now? You make Star Wars the way that you see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? The way that they do it now is you use a, you use the special effects, you use your CGI, you use your practical, you use mm-hmm. this. It's cost efficient. Right. To try to make Star Wars out of wood and cardboard and this, that, and the other, it, you're not going to get the same fucking film. You're going to be sitting there saying this is a bad sci-fi film. Pretty much. You know, if you made that, if you use only what they used then when we have all of these utensils to us exactly. at this moment in time. So I just feel it's, it's a little bit bothering and... He's hurting the business. And and let me tell you something. This promo was phenomenal. That should have been written for a female to say to her. Let's just say it like this. People felt that Brett was kind of bitter when Brett he was talking about. Let's keep it 100. Right. But, you know, he was working. But he was working bitter when it came down to his treatment mm-hmm. in the WWE. Some people will say the same thing well, about the late great Bruno San Martino. Um, during that same time when him and Graham were out there speaking against Vince, that they felt like they were pushed to the wayside. But see, uh, you just you just uh, you just tapped onto something phenomenal for me. Bruno Sammartino is still respected. Of course, he was respected for his death. He's considered a big part of wrestling yep. history. Yep. He he he's the guy who changed the physique. He was five foot ten. He was mm-hmm. two and change. You didn't have to be a big man to be a champion, and Bruno. He, when he left the business, whether it was on bad terms, he left with the respect of the people exactly. in the company. Where Billy Graham left extremely bitter. Right. So two men of the same generation, one left command one left with the willing respect and one left commanding respect and still didn't get none. But yep. they still did business with him yes. when it came to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And I just, I just, you know, it's just this my personal opinion, and I don't think Billy Graham was offended at the change of wrestling. You know, I think he embraced the change of wrestling. Yeah, I think so too. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on something. I just want to say, fuck John Cena and fuck Nikki Bella. Um, (laughs) I don't care about no one their fucking relationship. I don't give a fuck if he's fucking her no more or not. But I will say this. Um, and I'm gonna leave it at this. They. Obviously, the E cameras were rolling and filmed their breakup, and this is why we're not getting the information on why they broke up and how they broke up. And we gotta wait to watch Total Bellas, Total Bellas, or whatever this shit, shit is. Look, I, I I watch reality shows. I love reality trash, but in reality, this shit is, is who gives a fuck about them right now? I who sure so don't. Never have, never will. It's only gonna care to a market of women between the ages of twenty four and forty eight that watch those shows on ETV and on ETV and yeah. call it a day. Yeah. Um, can we talk some? But fuck all that. Um, let's get to some real shit. I want to talk about Impact Wrestling. They're they're changing the tide of the. They're changing the tide that pulls up on their beach for real. They are straight up and down, and and, and I want to say this about this company. They're not perfect yet. I like the fact that they did business with um, Anthem Sports and Global Force Wrestling. Not Global Force. Well, that they're actually both. They own all of that now. But yeah, no, I'm talking about um, Lucha Underground. Yes, I like that they did business with that. I like the new championship belts. I mean, I'm not a f- big fan of the belts. I like the fact that they're going in a different direction. But the show is slowly becoming slightly. Better. Because right about now, Anthem Sports, although they're the governing body of Impact Wrestling, they have a really good creative team that's driving um, 
impact to this direction right now. Mm-hmm. When you got Scott Scott Demore and you got Don Callis um, running the show behind the scenes, you know you're you're getting something that's worth watching. Yeah. They're pushing young talent. They're putting new talent out there, and they're based in one area. Going back to the old formula when they were um, stationed in Tennessee, mm-hmm. they're not they're not traveling. I believe they're in Canada now. They're, they're in Canada, offices, they're, right? They're in Canada right okay. now. They're not traveling. They're not spending big elaborate budgets on house shows and stuff like that. They're pushing and they're doing what they need to do to be presentable and legit right about now. I don't see they're not trying to be a contender to World Wrestling Entertainment right about now. It, but fuck, but they're surviving right and now. And let me tell you something. They're, 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 and, and with their surviving, they're becoming sustainable. Yes. And let me tell you something. They brought everybody's world fucking championship to their show and it only gave them it made you go, wow. The E could have did this years ago. Yeah. But they they are really and with Austin Aries losing the title or this, that, and the other, it shows even him being pinned as those other world champions still kept the other companies fucking strong. Exactly. And it and it and it and it shows you that there's more than the E out there. You know, at one point I wouldn't talk about TNA, but I'm not gonna say they're major players, but they are the third company to be in. Exactly. And they are, and so they've also I would rebuilt. Say, I, I would, I would say four. I would say they're the number four company in the world right well, now. Well, I know you would say Ring of Honor, but the problem would be three, right? I say four, as far as like North America goes. Three in North America, yes, but four overall around the world. I'm gonna say why they're three in the world, and why I say it's E, Ring of Honor, and these dudes. Okay, and more so. And, and I'm gonna tell you why I lean more so why they're a power player and it's not they've never lost their position in television. That's right. They still got Ring of Honor still hasn't stabilized a good television deal yet. Um Impact Wrestling has stabilized it. They've joined other television networks yes. to come together with this whole Lucha Underground and this, that, and the other, which something that on paper didn't look viable. Now it looks realistic. Yeah. Um Talent Exchange going back between these shows too. And let me tell you something. Yeah, the talent exchange is phenomenal, and also, and I think they, they still are, got their ties with AAA as well. I believe so, and also, they help regroom a lot of guys who went back to the E, like Drew McIntyre, guys who are like um, EC3, EC3, and guys like Bobby Lashley, who they left with some type of hype, but when they came back, like Drew McIntyre, he looks like the fucking man right now. Yeah, he does. He, he His physique never looked like that when he left. Mm-hmm. This is a dude who was down with 3MB for a while. Now he comes back and look like a major player, and he looks like that he's gonna, already going to surpass being with... Um, Dorf Ziggler. Dorf Ziggler. So Impact Wrestling is building fucking champions. Yes, and they're building they and let me tell you something, Austin Aries can come back to WWE in two years and be a major fucking player this time around. Yeah. Hunter will br- Hunter will bring him in and they'll he'll probably put him in a really good position. Now, I don't know every wrestler on that show. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I do. I know a couple of few. Me and you have a few friends down there mm-hmm. that are over there. Homicide is a good friend of ours. Yep. Um a couple other people I know that are down there. 
great. And I think what Homicide and doing with LAX is probably one of the greatest gang shit ever done on facts, the, in wrestling. Facts, facts, Those little one-minute Shout promos. out to Homicide on that one right yeah, there. Yeah, when they're counting the money and, and, and Conan is just a phenomenal promo. Word. And that's someone I wish would have came into the E with that type of character. That's true. And, and that's been true. on so, Imagine him negotiating business deals with, with the Usos or whatever. What? Oh, but, um, so hot. But um, I don't know every wrestler on there. I'm gonna make it my business to learn. But they also was phenomenal. And I always, I think I said this to you years ago. I always felt that they should have did their live shows from the UK because the mm-hmm. UK popped for TNA. It sure as hell did. When it was called TNA before it was Impact. I'll also say this: their their women's division, their knockouts they the division. Tone. They set the they tone. They actually for WWE. set the tone. For, you're absolutely right. They set the tone. When they built that division around Gail Kim and um. The beautiful people and uh, Lacey Vaughn, Eric, and, and though all of them and, looked alike, yeah, they they really the women were the at women that worked. point. The women were working when, it, when the company was TNA, and now that it's Impact, and I know some people like Don Tony and them argue that no, it's not TNA, but when this motherfucking when they put that women's division together, yeah, I don't give a fuck what nobody said. I don't give a fuck what no one said. Some of those women were wrestling better than the men in the WWE. ODB. Fucking awesome Kong, um, you know, they 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 really carried the fucking show. I would have at one point in time had she not been signed to the WWE yet, I would have loved to see Natalia there. Oh, Natalia would have been a problem. Yeah, she probably would have been the longest reigning women champion. Impact champion, right? Yeah, right. she would have. Right. It's just is you know Natalia and not to jump off of Impact, but Natalia is one of those legacy wrestlers yes she is legit good she's a legit fucking stallion yep she's a legit pure breed and stuff like that natasha just came in people you don't have to whisper you're what oh any oh yeah our neighbors smoke so much weed that when you open the door the shit comes in i'm talking about potent as fuck <laughs> but anyway, um, oh man, I, I just got the hit right now. Yeah, so yeah, you smell it now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the point is, and I was just talking about that thing with, with one of my brothers at work. You know what the, I mean, the, that, so the, <laughs> just talking about that. And but was, um, anyway, but going back to the topic at hand, yeah, they their women's division, it it was getting so big that it was undeniable and it made you look at wwe and go what the fuck were they doing doing? right i mean not only that they had a singles division and they also had a tag team division and let's applaud gail kim for putting that fucking division on her fucking back absolutely and awesome kong yeah putting that 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 they they did the damn thing man they did the damn thing so you got to give props to them man they really did wonderful right um i don't want to split this into two shows but I want to go over the indie show. The indie wrestling will become a um, a staple where we're creating. We're not going to create a whole different series, but we're going to do individual right. episodes just for that. Okay. And um, I want to jump into it because I asked you to prepare the notes for us. Right on. And you hit some shit that I read about I didn't even think about. Al Snow buying Ohio Valley Wrestling is a major scenario. Oh, man. And he's an excellent wrestling instructor and teacher, and he knows the business like the back of his fucking hand. Think of it like this, guy. He got into the business through Jim Cornette, through Smoky Mountain. And he was was a fucking joke when he first showed up. You know what I mean? With that head. Well, in ECW, he was the man with head. Right. But then what happens is, is that... 
He comes into the WWE. They give him this goofy thing, this goofy thing, this goofy thing. Al just came in there to work, and he was he's one hell of a worker. You know what I mean? I've spoken to um, Al a few times on um, Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, also LinkedIn. Al's resume speaks for itself, and, and and look at it like this: He brought the company from Danny Davis, who's retiring right about now. Not Danny Davis, the referee from the old WWF, but Danny Davis, uh, one of the big stars down in uh in like Mid South Wrestling, Continental Wrestling, and so forth. He brought the company from him. Now OVW, the original OVW, when they were running it along, when he was running it with Jim Cornette, produced the biggest stars. Of today's the, generation. Of today's generation. Of the Ruthless Aggression Era. Yeah, the Ruthless Aggression Era stars. Dave Batista, Brock Lesnar, Sh- um, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, Randy Orton, John Cena. John Cena, and of course, Brock Lesnar. Oh, and the repackaging of Big Show and uh, what's his name? Not the repackaging, but the, the in-ring rebuilding of Big Show and mm-hmm. the in-ring rebuilding of um, Mark Henry. Right. So by them by them doing this right now, like you said, Al Snow was is also a great coach. He's a great, great, great trainer, a great coach. Understands he, wrestling psychology. He knows it. He knows the business. And that's going to be another developmental um, place for guys and girls who want to break into the pro wrestling. You can't find another place better than that, maybe with the exception of the Performance Center down in um, Florida and maybe the L.A. Dojo for New Japan. But you, but you know why I think Ohio Valley Wrestling would probably be the best place to go? Because Al is not selling you to WWE. He's selling you the craft of wrestling. Facts. And WWE, I'm not saying WWE, WWE is not selling the craft, but they're building what they're building what they want to see in the ring. Mm-hmm. Well, Al is going to teach you wrestling. He's going to teach you the psychology of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are taught wrestling, but they're not taught psychology. And I think right. they mix up 50 spots versus understanding psychology. You psychology. You could you could do a headlock and you could do an arm drag and you don't have to do 50 of them. But you can tell you can, the story and give the reasoning why this is being done and being applied in the first place. I think he's going to produce... 10 to 12 phenomenal talents over the next 5 to 10 years that will become WWE champions. And I guarantee anybody, they're going to come out of Ohio Valley, they're going to hit the indie scene, yes. or they're going to go straight from Ohio Valley over to the E or over to Japan, and H is watching. Yes. You know yes. H is watching. Yep. And, I'm, I, and I'm not stupid. I think Triple H probably already sent the phone call out to the man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but he's... I think he's the right person to own a wrestling right. federation, and he's very egoless. That's true, you know. And then he'll have like other other. Um, he'll probably have like a bunch of other um, talents that he knows that'll come through and help out and help train oh, yes. the guys and the girls. Oh yeah. So that's a guarantee. So we know that professional wrestling right now will be in good hands because Al Snow is going to be uh, the the brains behind and the heart and soul behind this variation of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Right. I just I just feel it's going to be a right thing. And you know what I would like to see? Ohio Valley and NWA work together. Well, you know, the original Ohio Valley Wrestling was a part of the National Wrestling right. Alliance yeah, that's back what I'm I would like to see. So I, that's, that's, that's a possibility yeah. of that. Because I'm, I'm looking at your notes, and I'm sorry if I'm out of order, but um, I, I can see Billy Corgan doing good business with Ohio Valley, and you could do OVW versus NWA. Yeah. And I could see 
uh, and a lot of great guys are gonna come out of Ohio Valley and head over to TNA. That's I true. mean, not TNA, excuse me, Impact, Impact Wrestling. Wrestling. Right. So I think that's gonna be. I, I'm not selling the school people. He's not paying me to promote the school. I've never been down we're, to we're Ohio just giving Valley. Our, we're just giving our opinions about the organization. Right. Um, the future of the professional wrestling. That's the training school to go to. Right. I don't. I, I don't think there's no other school that's going to match. What he brings, and he also has a lot of great relationships, and I think he's yeah. gonna have a lot of guest trainers yeah. that's gonna help and bring that shit along. But that, to me, if I had to, if I was nineteen, I would be begging my parents for some money or getting that to job, go to OVW, saving to it up and head down to Ohio, Ohio. And I think that should be a school that if you're a wrestler, you can go there. Go there for two to three years and learn. Don't Word. go there for six months. Go learn for two to three master years. The and master, master the craft. Master the art of uh, being a ring performer. Master the art of um, psychology. Master the art of maybe of, of cutting a good promo because right. you need to do that too. But just learn in-ring ability. Al's going to show you how do you do your thing from the top to the bottom. And you know it's also, um, it's, it's something I wanted to touch on. Um... Al Snow came in as one of those guys. I know he had the head gimmick, but he came in as one of those guys that you thought was a joke. But when he hit the ring, Al Snow was, was all business. You knew he was all business, and 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 I want to frame this up right because I don't. I, it looks like I'm digitally sucking his dick, which I'm not. Um, <laughs> I just feel when I read that article a few weeks ago, and I forgot all about it. Then when I saw your show notes here, mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit! Mark hit it right on the fucking head, but um. The reason why I say go down there and be there for three or four years, no matter how much it hurts your pocket, no matter this, that, and the other, when you're in your 20s, you're going to make a lot of mistakes in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And some of the best wrestlers don't fine-tune their craft into their 40s. When The Undertaker was in his his whole era during the 40s, that was the best Undertaker Mm -hmm. we got. Austin going into his 40s, some of the best Undertaker we got. Triple H in his 40s, best wrestling. Hulk Hogan, the whole NWO period was some of the best that we got of him. Flair's 40s was some of the best. Flair's 30s and 40s. Even Macho Man's, you know what I mean? And Brett also. And and even John Cena when he was U.S. champion. So, So I say this, even though he was in his late 30s, you don't that craft that craft does not become fine tuned for some reason in wrestlers until after 35 36 yeah. so al snow is the place you go and get your fucking foundation absolutely he's going to give it to you so if he hears this um shout our fucking podcast out number Word. 1 and 2 we thank you al snow for making probably one of the best business decisions in the history of professional wrestling absolutely you know what i mean um but talking nwa yeah let's talk about uh billy corgan um, well, the National Wrestling Alliance. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how um, um, Aldis is uh, going all over the world defending the world's championship. He's, doing some old school 80s shit with that. He's though. doing a bang up job right about now, man. I watched the uh, NWA 10 Pounds of Gold storyline with um, the Aldis Crusade. Isn't it funny how that came on YouTube out of left field and mm-hmm. it became something you just watched? If you were, re- I was like, why am I watching this? But I was, I, and it started off slow, but they did it up well. It's intriguing because like right now his crusade is before the end of the year, he wants to defend that title 20 times against the top challengers around the world. And the list of names that he's wrestled mm-hmm. so far has just been incredible. Um, James Ellsworth, uh, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer, um, 
Crimson. The person he took the belt off from. What is that man's um, name? Good God. Um, Cause he held that Tim belt Storm. down. Tim Storm held Tim that Storm. belt the fuck down. He, you know that's 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 another big name that he's taking on and he's def- defended that belt against. And just recently, he just went over to China. Okay. Oh, before we go to China, he's defended the title against guys in um in England, in mm-hmm. Ireland, and so forth. But just the idea of this guy defending the NWA World Heavyweight Championship for the very first time in China against two-time NWA World Champion Coca Bana, that says a lot. Right, right. And again, China doesn't get a lot of wrestling love. Right. It's almost, that's the forgotten country of wrestling, mm-hmm. China. It's, it, it doesn't get a lot of love, but I like the fact that they're trying something there, that they're doing it. I mean, it gets love, but... It's not one of those wrestling countries that you think about. Well, Asia is a really big market right about now. And it's Japan an untapped it market. Uh, well, actually, no. Japan doesn't have China on Smash. No, I'm talking about they have the Asian they market have, they on have, Smash. Well, that particular portion they have as far as like New Japan, All Japan, Pro Wrestling Noah, um, Zero One, and so forth, and DDT, and um, Star, Stardom, and all kind of whatnot. Um, Japan was always the hotbed for wrestling. But now just to look at the idea of China getting involved in the game, Taiwan getting involved in the game. Um, they still got big shoes to fill because New Japan is their WWE on that half of the Absolutely. Actually, New Japan, it's WWE, if you really look at it, it's WWE versus New Japan. Those are the two big homes to go to. That's what I'm talking about. Right, bro. so they, 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 have the whole, they have the whole Asian market. And we're mm-hmm. going to see if feds can come out of there or if they're going to get representatives out of there right on you know but um his challengers he is getting a nice slew of challenges i think billy corgan is the the, the most unlikeliest person to take a wrestling company and build on it but he Word. is really um with well, a slow build he's not rushing to build this he's mm-hmm. slowly formatting this and putting it together and, and, the, and the centerpiece of it all is the NWA World Heavyweight Championship? Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the belt and the defenses, not exactly. the not the the man. It's about the defending of the title. Exactly. I think that when you tune into a show, when you tune in, and you watch the Ten Pounds of Gold um, series. You're intrigued to see what's going on with the guys carrying the NWA Heavyweight Title, mm-hmm. and you just can't help but not be glued into it. I am when I mm-hmm. every time that I see a buzz NWA ten pounds of gold Nick all this distance that and the third I'm tuning in I'm gonna watch to see what Nick all this got to say I want right. to see what Nick all this you is know, doing inside that ring. I didn't like him in TNA but I like him in NWA I don't know what it is well TNA slash the transver tr- tran- the trans the transition the transition into um, Imp- to um, global Imp- force global into, force um, and impact. impact I didn't like him when he was there but for some reason he's growing on me as a wrestler as the NWA champion and he's the first British world heavyweight champion you know right, what I mean to hold an American version of the world's heavyweight championship right you know no European because someone would say well Finn Balor was a champion but that's the E we're talking about the NWA exactly we're talking about history ladies and gentlemen. No European has been world champion except for Carl, I mean, Frank Gotch. Mm-hmm. That was the last real European to be recognized as the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. We're talking about like a, qu- like a, a quarter of a century ago. Yeah, so there you go. There you have it. You know what I mean? So right. that says a lot. 
the WWE has never had a British World Heavyweight Champion. We came close. Came yeah, we came, came close. I mean, we did we did have well, what's the name is Irish, but we did we, at, when William Regal was doing the King of the Ring thing. Regal that could've was been the world moment champion. he could have been world right. fucking. He could have been world champion. Maybe British Bulldog had he stayed clean and sober, he could have been world's heavyweight champion. Right. Um, you know that that's it right there. You didn't have that, but Nick Aldis was Impact World Champion, and now he's the NWA World Champion. He's making a lot of moves, and you know, kudos to that dude. And I hope really... they don't take the belt off of him. Nah, because right now, all all this is the centerpiece of the company right now. Until right. when they decide to, you know, find someone that will like probably shock and upset him as the World Champion. That's when it's going to happen, and it's going to mean something when it does. Yeah, I would like to know, see, the trick is, who do you build to take that belt off him? Because right now, he represents the whole NWA. Right, and from, and from what I gather, from what I'm seeing right now, mm-hmm. um, the way that they're, I guess, they're building it up, I think the person that's going to take the belt from him is this guy named Josephus. Yeah? I think it's going to be him. Let me do some, let me pull him up. What's his name? Joe? His name, Josephus. He kind of like has like this Bruiser Brody slash Mankind thing about him, but um, you know he's hard. He, you know, well I wouldn't say hardcore. He does like a lot of, you know, he's a character, and an interesting character at that. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you look this guy, he guy walks around with a spiritual visor. He reads books. He performs music. He speaks all. Um, How do you spell spir- his last name? Um, no, his name is just Josephus. You know, oh, the whole thing is Josephus. Josephus, yeah. Is he the guy with the long hair? With the long hair and the beard. Yes, he looks yes, like yes, Foley yes, slash yes, yes. Bruiser Brody. Yeah, I know and, who you're talking you know, about. He now. walks with the white robe. I didn't know what to think about him. And he has like the um the chick that looked like um he has a spiritual advisor. Old girl looks like um He was the one who I think he injured allegedly in storyline, he injured Tim, uh, Tim, Tim Storm. Tim Storm, yes. Right. I didn't the, I didn't like him at first. Yeah, he's I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He grew on me a little too. Mm-hmm. But I like the gimmick. I, I get where they go. I just, the only thing I wish with the NWA, it's been around so long and it's had so many false starts and bad closings that I wish their presentation was just a little bit more. But know? I think what's going to happen is, is that in time, it's going to get better. So we just need to, we just, we just got to wait and see how the progression of um, the NWA is going to go from there. Right. Now, I wonder, I see here you got in your notes, uh, Matt Riddle Bloodsport event. Was that separate from NIWGP? Actually, the Matt um, the Matt Riddle um, um, Bloodsport was actually an event that took place over WrestleMania weekend. As you can see, there was a lot of things. There were a lot of independent shows going on. It was in so Los, much in, in, um, that New you couldn't even talk about. Right. So now this particular thing, this Kumite show was um, basically held inside. I don't know the arena that they were at, mm-hmm. but. Just like in the movie Bloodsport, if you guys are familiar with the movie, and of course they're doing a remake of Bloodsport, um, which was based on um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, was the, that was the movie that put Van Damme on the map. He's re, he's directing it again, but he's putting in some females to play a part in that. the first one. Um, no, he didn't do it, but he's doing this one. Mm-hmm. But now what's happening in this, basically they fight in a ring with no ropes. So basically... Um, it's basically it's basically a, a no rope death death match, if you will, as I like to call it. Right. And um, some of the guys um, he worked against, uh, or some of the talents that was on the show, they all wrestled in this style of match. But mm. this is nothing new because this style of match would usually be a um, a, a gimmick match um, anywhere throughout the world. Mm. But 
on that weekend he wrestled low key. And you we know, know low key. I, I don't think he would remember my name, but low key uh he came out of where we trained from Arena Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Very um intense dude. Yeah. But that same weekend, because Matt was all over the damn place. If anyone that knows Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle was a former UFC uh, wrestler, mm. judo, judo player and so forth, and submission right. wrestling um, type guy. He wrestled, um, after he was done with UFC, he got involved in professional wrestling. It was an easy transition for him. And he's becoming a household name in the world of pro wrestling. He's known as the king of bros. Um, that same weekend, he wrestled low-key. He also wrestled... Was that show in New Orleans? Or yes, LA? it was in New Orleans. He also wrestled Minoru Suzuki that Saturday night in a um, in a Kumite-style death match. Mm-hmm. All submissions. You know, submission-style match. And he beat Minoru Suzuki in this contest. And that's saying something. When you get a win over Intercontinental Champion Minoru Suzuki... Did he come out with his belt? Yes, he did. Okay, because you he, know, it's funny, New Japan wrestlers will wrestle some places and they don't come out with oh, their titles. No, they do. They do. There was a point two years ago where they would show up other places and no titles were on their waist or well, over no, their shoulders. no, not necessarily. Because like when um, like Okada, I, Okada's gone places with his title, um, Hiroki Goto, um, Katsuri Shibata... Um, even well, I'm not Tana saying Hashi. they didn't, but I'm saying there was a lot of times I was looking, I was like, are they protecting the belts? Do they, do they keep the belts in-house in Japan? Did they not no, want they them ca- to travel they car- with them? Because car- there was a lot them. of shows, and, I could, and I'm going to put together a list, because I wanted to bring that to your attention, that in, during 2015 and 16, these guys were going places, but their belts weren't there. No, that's not necessarily true. Like the Bucks, well, I'm not, I'm not, like I'm saying, I'm not saying the, the, you're wrong. I'm saying a lot of places they went, those belts weren't with them. And mm-hmm. I always wondered what that was about. And it happened a few times, definitely in Ring of Honor, right. that these dudes would come down and it was none of their titles would come down with them. But, but the Young Bucks would definitely carry the, the junior tag belts with them. Right. Ringside with but, them. They did that. But that, Okada did it once. Um... The IC champion, the IC the IC championship in New Japan didn't mm-hmm. show up, so I wonder if they were trying to protect their, their look, their titles, or they didn't want their titles on television. Maybe so, but then again, nah, because I I think that they I think that they did, and I've seen some episodes of Ring of Honor shows where um, Tanahashi has come with his belt, Kushida's mm-hmm. come with his belt. Um, right, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with War you. I'm Machine, just saying War Machine definitely has come to the ring with their titles with the but, IWGP. Like I, and like I said, but this was during 2015, 2016, and I was wondering. And this is when, at the same time, uh, Gato was saying that he wanted to work with WWE mm. and that he wanted that relationship. Remember, he said that early this year as well. Right, and I was wondering, even though, like you said, they did show up with some shows, but a lot of shows. Those belts weren't there in the States. And I was wondering if they were protecting those belts because they wanted to keep a certain presentation. Maybe. Or if the wrestler was losing, they didn't want them losing and then walking back to the ring with the apron, uh, back to the back. Right. Without with, the title. Uh, with, with their title as a lost wrestler. I don't, you know, it's just one of those things that always, like, are they protecting the titles? It's possible because, you know, thinking, going back to when uh, Vince Russo did the bullshit with uh, Liger dropping the belt to Psychosis. I mean, that was just one thing, but I think, up. and that was during like right. Wait, before the, the name Dark of the federation Ages. is called Bloodsport, or is it no, called G? It was called, um, damn it, that I GCW. Um, no, this I, I don't recall the name 
of um the organization that um he did it, but it was under his own. It was just his own banner. Because yeah, I see it says GCW presents. Yes, Matt it Reynolds was yeah G yeah Blood GCW. Sport. Yes, yes GCW. That's exactly what it was. You know. And then it's something WWN Live. Uh, da, 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 da. that might be a part of something. Let me see something. You just let me see WWN Live. Dot com. I guess that's a website where you go live stream it at. I believe so. Yes. Also, there was a couple of other things that took place over the WrestleMania weekend, too. I want to talk about Ring of Honor real quick. Yeah, I want to really introduce Ring of Hold on. This is the website I was talking about. It seems like WWN Live is a website before we get into Ring of Honor that is covering all of these great wrestling federations. Right. And it seems like this is the place you can go to to watch all of their shows. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have uh, Evolve, Dragon's Gate, Full Impact Pro, Kayfabe, Shine Wrestling, Super Show, More Than Mania. Um, I guess that's W Studios. Right. ACW. Whatever it is, they, they're carrying like all of these feds in one fucking place where you can live stream at. And I think it, and it's called WWN Live. Okay. So if you guys want to go in there and look at their on-demand I think they have the backlog of all these federations, matches, yeah. and shows, mm-hmm. and I think it's a subscription service. I'm yeah, not too think, sure. And it's probably and it's it's probably about either the same amount as the WWE Network, or it might be even cheaper. Yo, dude, they got like 30 feds up here. <laughs> <laughs> They're not playing. Yeah, like it's it's and they and they and they also produce live pay per views. So if you okay. guys want, go to wwnlive.com, and it seems like. If you're looking for the world of indie wrestling, at least in the States or some of the UK, they got it sitting right here. Right on. Um, but you're going back to your notes, there was a lot, there was so much wrestling happening. And it's funny how almost three weeks later and WrestleMania weekend is still being talked about. Mm-hmm. And you got here Supercard of Honor, yes. which was phenomenal. That was the culmination of, of that show. That was the culmination of or even really more or less to plant the seeds of the American version of the Civil War but of We're being asked Bullet if Club. we need to use the bathroom at any time. I'm straight. You're straight? I'm good. I right want now. you to take over. I'm going to go run to the bathroom. All right, now. So, you know, we're going to talk about that real quick. Um, Super Card of Honor, the main event on that card, of course, you know, and, and it's not to take away from, like, any of the ROH title matches, but um, the main event was Kenny Omega versus um, the American Nightmare, Cody. Uh in a like I said in the Bullet Club Civil War, these guys have been cross promoting this angle in New Japan and everywhere else. All this beef that's been going on between these guys, so they had the big, big, big match um, at Supercard of Honor, where Cody beat and defeated um, Kenny Omega in this match. Um, also, there were a couple other matches too: Kota Ibushi taking on um, Hangman Adam Page, and then you also had. Um, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels defeating the Hung Bucks, Adam Page, and um, the Young Bucks for the ROH Six Man Tag Team Championship. Um, it was such a you know th- these were just like really great matches. If you do want to check out the ROH shows, you go to RingOfHonor.com. Um, and, or you, if you live in an area where you get ROH broadcasting, you can get it there or just go to the ROH website, like I said, and just check into that information there. It was really good stuff. It was a really good card. There was a lot of options out there for WrestleMania weekend where you got a chance to see other wrestling shows besides 
um, World Wrestling Entertainment. Now, I'm jumping back in here, people, so forgive me. Let me get my headphones back on. Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club. Are they gonna? Are they finally get ready to defunct the Bullet Club? Like, what's going on with that? What's the deal with that? I'd say, from maybe the American standpoint and ROH, it's possible, but I really don't see it like so. New Japan wise, nah, it's gonna it's gonna splinter into three groups. It's split. It's already splintered into three groups right about now. <laughs> yeah, it's already splintered. It seems like, and and do you think there's still money in it? Yes, there is. They're still selling the most merchandise throughout the entire world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is very familiar, and as a matter of fact, you know I don't see it slowing down right now because you got in September. In um, where can you buy most sh- of their stuff from? Sorry. Oh, you know. can get the stuff at Hot Topic, ProWrestlingTees.com. That's the one I was looking for, Pro Wrestling Tees. And you can also go to the New Japan um, Pro Wrestling website. You can order Bullet Club um, stuff, Bullet Club shirts from there. You know the official New Japan um, Bullet Club shirts and jerseys and things. You can get. I need all to stuff create there. an account on there. I want to. So I wonder if they do drop shipping. Is that how they do it? Um, it's possible that they might, but you know you have to also. There's a there's a lot of stuff to go through getting uh a getting the stuff from New Japan Pro Wrestling. But as far as like uh, oh, I'm talking about creating a store for us for oh, even our podcast. Oh man, I think it would be easy if we set up something from Pro Wrestling TV. I'm on their website right now. I'm about to uh, learn about that. But anyway, you would say Hulk Hogan still got a, he got a store here. Hogan <laughs> has a store there. Macho Man has Every, a store there. Bobby store Heenan. There. I've been on it a thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> everyone I mean? has a store there. Um, of course, Brother Love, Jake Roberts, everybody. See, because it's all about that merch, man. And like the more t-shirts you sell, the more money you get. You ain't got to worry about Depending that. on your price point, because some niggas is getting 0.3%. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> with that being said, also here on your notes, um, I want to touch on, you said former IWGP, t- uh, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships War Machine. Right. Um, are they still the champions? No, they're not. They're not the IWGP. I, I tag thought team they champions. dropped the belts before they dropped they went the to title. NXT. They dropped the titles to um, Killer Elite Squad. No. Oh, and they're no, War no, no, Raiders no. now. Yeah, they dropped the titles to the Killer Elite Squad. Killer Elite Squad then dropped the titles to Sonata and Evil, who are the current mm-hmm. IWGP Tag Team Champions. But yeah, um, they're War Raiders right now in NXT. They just made their debut that weekend. Right. And um, they're looking to make some waves right about now. Also, there were um. Some other things that took place. Uh, the Undisputed Era. Let's talk. I want to talk yeah, about these guys right now. So just for now. people, even though we want to separate the indie show, we're just doing, we're putting everything together just for today in case y'all get thrown off. NXT, um, sometimes it's a hit or miss, but when they hit, the Undisputed Era right now is popping. Now, everyone may talk about factions, but when them dudes hit, Madison, um, the Barclays Center last year, when Red Dragon defeated um, Insanity for the tag team belts, mm-hmm. I knew something was up in the air. And not only that, there was this buzz that Adam Cole was inside the building, and Adam He's Cole in a different came space out right now. He Adam Cole, is. yeah, Adam Cole came in and attacked um, uh, Drew Galloway. That's that's my man from uh I think so. Yeah, Drew Galloway after he won the NXT belt. Um and they just formed that whole click right there, that little ROH. Mind you, he's faction. carrying the most beautiful belt in the company. Yeah, you damn right. On the low. So now Bobby um Bobby Fish gets hurt. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bobby Fish is hurt, and um, now what was it? No, Bo- no, Bobby Fish or Kyle? O- no, Bobby Fish gets hurt. Him and Kyle O'Reilly are defending the tag team title, even though the other guy is still the tag team right. champion. Right? They end up defending. They end up um, defending the tag team title. Mm-hmm. They also go on to win the Dusty Rhodes tag team tournament. Can I can I interject here? If they go to the main roster. That's who the New Day should be going up against. You know what? That, or they should be going up against the Usos. Well, the, the number one, number two tag team in the fucking world. They this these dudes in, in the versus the Usos or the New Day. That's the match. That's next year's WrestleMania. But now it gets even better mm-hmm. because they added a new member into the group, Roderick Strong, and no one saw that shit coming. Yeah, see, I didn't understand it at first, and then I was like, you know what? They had to do something with him, right? They had to do something. So they had him teaming up with um, Pete Dunne in a tag match against um, Riley and um, Adam Cole. Right. And this was right after Cole won the uh, the North American Championship in that tremendous ladder match. Mm-hmm. Only to go on to turn on Dunne so that they could retain the tag team championships and now, the entire Undisputed Era has every NXT title with the exception of the heavyweight champion. Well, the NXT title right about now. Right. So, um, that's something to, to really keep an eye on as far as what um, the Undisputed Era is going to do. And when um, my man um, Fish comes back, it's, it's going to be crazy, man. Yeah, I can't. I want to see, see NXT... This is what bugs me out, and I, I don't. And I want your opinion on this. And I and I, and I know you probably going to agree with what I say. Motherfucking NXT tells a better story with more wrestling, but Raw tells a worse story with more talking. Well, when you look at the brands, you have more of an opportunity and space and place to be highlighted with wrestling. Right, but you have a three-hour fucking Monday night show with only 22 minutes of wrestling. They have a one-hour show, and they get 38 minutes of wrestling. Creative. That's all I got to say. (laughs) How about taking a Raw one day and making it wrestling fucking heavy? That's what it should be. It should be that. You got a lot of great wrestling talent, and you want to showcase everybody, but you can't in three damn hours. You can if, if, if people... See, here's the thing. You got a lot of talent. You don't need, and I always feel this, and this is my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. If we're writing a TV show and you're the villain, I could do a whole episode just talking about the villain and never show the villain and still get someone else over right. on the show. Okay. Let someone's acting chops go. Mm-hmm. Prime example, Brock Lesnar is talked about on every fucking episode, but is not there for every fucking episode. No, he came there Monday and that was it. And I, Yeah, right. You get what I'm saying? So when you have something like that, and you think on it, and you really start going, hmm, this, that, and the other. All right, you got two loaded fucking rosters. It's not everyone has... The Usos don't need to be on every week. No, they don't. The, uh, the, the, the New Day doesn't need to be on every week. Roman Reigns definitely doesn't need to be on every week. Roman Reigns need to take a fucking powder. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so long story short, you, you have these scenarios where you can start rotating these wrestlers and really putting yeah. some breaks in place and maybe creating longevity. So but you can still yeah. give 
20 to 30 minutes. Look, Rollins, Monday Night Rollins, that nigga put on an hour and a half, hour and 10 minute match and stole Monday Night and no one felt robbed. Of course. So it shows you the wrestling does work when exactly. they do it. Exactly. So you have that situation there, which is something that they can do, but it's all on who they circulate stuff around. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you know, and, and I know we weren't really supposed to like jump on some WWE shit, but um, fuck it, it's one of those shows today. Don't stress yourself. You know, right? The first big feud Daniel Bryan is getting involved in, besides his little bullshit with the. Oh, Miz, I did want to talk about that big cast. Is this swerve with big cast getting involved in this? Getting involved? I don't understand with, that. Well, I, I mean, it's like you're gonna feed him just to test him out to see what's going on, only to you know have him tap the Daniel so that he can. Do this thing with the miss. But let's keep it real. Big Cass is in a different space. He's another one. He left with a lot of hype behind him. Yes. Why didn't you just keep him on Raw and run him towards that Universal World Championship? Because. Big Cass and Roman is a big match. They want to build up heels on SmackDown, which is something they lack. Okay. Got you. All right. So you need at least two good heels. I'd say right. you need. I say you need about but you, like five. But you got Joe, who's a fucking hill. Right. You got Nakamura, who's, who's a hill. hill. Right. Now you got Big Cass, who's a hill. You, you got, got the Miz. fucking Matt Miz. Mm-hmm. Who else do you got? Uh, well, Rusev is a tweener. Right. Okay. Rusev is a tweener. Uh. Really, that's it. You know what I'm saying? You, and let's just say Rusev is a hill. Let's keep it one hundred. Okay, Rusev is a hill. Great, a heel that's loved. Mm-hmm. But at the same fucking time, when do you sit there and go, and then you go over to Raw, how many heels you got on Raw? Let's see, you have um, Brock, you have Joe, you have- Well, um, Joe's not on Raw no more. Okay, well. He's on SmackDown, which is fucked up. Yeah. It's like- Big cast needed to be on Raw. You, you, It's hard to fucking tell- Who's a villain on Raw? See, Big Cass could have put could put the boots to Rollins. He could have put the boots to like six or seven guys yeah. and got over okay. as a monster fucking hill. I forgot this dipshit, uh, Jinder Mahal. All right, and then now you got Ziggler and Ziggler Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. There you go. You got them. So it's like they're they're gonna focus putting they're gonna focus on Dolph as a tag team wrestler. Him and Drew, they're gonna end up being winning the tag belts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, well, somewhere down the road, and then of course, there's a good chance that they may turn Bray Hill once again, which is definitely happening. I can see that happening. And then you got the Miz Taraj, who's kind of lost in the shuffle. There's a good chance that they may join the broken the the the, now, the, the, the broken faction. I think that works out perfect, and I tell you why. Uh, I think Bray Wyatt and his brother should have been together oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they can give something for Joe Henning to do. Right, and what's his name is a fun... He looks like he belongs with the Wyatt family, number one, Joe Henning. Yeah. But his brother is a very excellent fucking... Bo Dallas yes. is an excellent mm-hmm. wrestler, and I always say he should have grew his beard and yeah. joined his brother... And they should have had some real... They, those two could yeah. have been phenomenal tag team champions. Absolutely. And I think he's saving his career by going down there. Also, with Rotundo working as an agent there. But in reality, well, Bo yeah, Dallas well. <laughs> is a wasted talent with this whole Miz Taraj. I never liked the whole Miz Taraj format. Okay. But what uh, can I, you say? Right. I want to talk about this one guy, uh, Keith Lee. I've been on him for a long time. That's a big man who can move like a luchador. 
Keith Lee is uh Is he officially in the company? He's not in the company yet. He's not there yet. But Keith Lee is a is a name that you definitely keep an eye on. It's a name that you you just you you gotta watch this guy. Keith Lee is incredible. He moves like a cat and he's mm-hmm. big as a goddamn truck. That guy's making wrestler. a lot of waves, man. He he had um actually defeated um he lost the um the championship, the PWG title. I forgot to who he lost it to. Mm-hmm. But um he had a great match losing the title. He was going around collecting belts, winning belts. I think he held I think he won the progressive um title as well. I'm not too sure. Um I'm gonna look it up. Or he might have won the ref no, he didn't win the ref pro title. But I know that he 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 was taking names and kicking a lot of ass. I think he needs to go to Japan before the WWE. I would think so too, but I can just tell you this much. Um, there's yeah, a lot six of foot three, three hundred and thirty-two pounds. And this is a black dude, man. I mean, come on. Well, I I mean, <laughs> this brother got it. This brother is incredible, man. Yeah, I'm not worried about. I, I get what you're saying. Him being a black wrestler. Not all black wrestlers are great. He's definitely a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy can talk also. He can cut a pretty decent promo. The problem is I can see his look becoming a problem if he doesn't cut down some weight. Okay, yeah. I can see them saying drop 30 and go down to 300, which I think he's probably capable of right. doing. But he already wrestles phenomenally at that weight size. Yeah. Him and Cassius Ono are two of those chunky motherfuckers who can go. That's those, And you don't need that body. And I hope they don't say change this and change that. I think he needs to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Let him wrestle. You do need different bodies in professional wrestling. Yeah, I, I agree. But um, I would like to see him and Samoa Joe go at it. I can see, I can see something good coming out of that. And he moves... He's a big man who moves like a small man. I will tag him up with Big Cass or something. Well, no, I wouldn't even put him nowhere near Big Cass. But I want to see him. I want to see Keith Lee really, really do his fucking thing and not be hindered. Yeah, I believe so too. I think he, he, I want to, and he's one of those guys. First night out, give him the Intercontinental Championship. Mm. Give him the United States Championship. Let's build with this motherfucker. Let's see what he can do. Absolutely. Oh, I just realized too. The other, well, the other heel coming up on SmackDown is um, La Sombra. Who the fuck is that? Um, Adrian Sincaris or whatever his name is. I can't think of the guy. I can't think of his name. I I refer to him as La Sombra. Mm, but what's his wrestling name? His NXT name. Um, he was the last NXT champion before Aleister Black won the title. Oh, you're talking about? Hold on, Sinamas or something like that? No, 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 I just was reading about him. Hold on, I'm in, I'm in the WWE website right now. I'm sorry for the delay, people. We do our research on the spot. Yeah. Um, I think he just joined Raw. No, he's on SmackDown. They put the Spanish dude on SmackDown. The other Spanish dude that they have on SmackDown is the Dominican cat, No Way Jose. I thought No Way Jose was on Raw. No, he's you no, know, he yeah, No Way Jose is on Raw. Number one, are they gonna I feel as if No Way Jose, no disrespect, is another fucking um fandango waiting to happen. Mm. No disrespect to uh mm. Fandango, but they mm. you know, he had a gimmick that he did so well that it ended up ruining his future. Okay. Um I never really thought of it like that, but yeah, you know that whole dancing, the entourage, the this, the that, and then all of a sudden it's, I think it's something clean, AJ, something clean. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. 
But I just thought I hope that they do something with him because he's a he's a phenomenal fucking wrestler. Right. And I would hate to see him thrown to the wayside simply because they don't know what to do with him. Right. I forget his name. Let me just look up wrestler. Seen Almas. Yes, Andrade Cien Almas. Who? Andrade Cien Almas. He's from Mexico. He's a luchador. And he walks around with that. Uh, walks around with that with that, that chick with the span with the with the valet. She's a nasty ass manager, man. Um, let me bring it up here real quick. This is this is the guy. The reason why I say him, I I refer to him as like I said, this is him without his mask. Right. This right, is him. Right, right, this right. is him without the mask when he wrestled as La Sombra. The reason why I say he's nasty, he's the cat that defeated Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. And I'm just saying so. Well, and even I in felt his, he was a different name in NXT. His, even in his um his bio says right here, he first established himself in nat- his native Mexico and Japan, capturing championships in both countries. Okay, when Nakamura came over to the states, he came over to North America to defend the Intercontinental Championship for the first time. He lost the belt to um La Sombra in Arena Mexico. Mm-hmm. Well, excuse me, Almas in Arena Mexico. For the title, and the guy held on to the belt for about maybe two, three, maybe three weeks. Then um, Nakamura got the belt back, came back to Japan like it was nothing. Right. You know what I mean? This is when Nakamura was establishing the Intercontinental belt. Mm. See, yeah, you know what it was? I wasn't paying attention to his name that much, but I like him. That woman helped him get over. Yes. Because his because his language barrier was there, mm-hmm. but she's definitely. She saved his career. Did she go over to SmackDown with him? Yeah, she's with him. Yeah. Yeah, she's Is with she him. Is she a wrestler? She, I believe she's a worker too. Yeah. I want to I, I want to learn more about them. I hope that he has a career. I think if they use him right, you don't need Alberto Del Rio back. No. And if you bring Alberto Del Rio back, he should be completely under him. Yeah. I mean, now I would say, yeah, I would, I would think so. But, you know, overall, I think that... Um, Independent wrestling here in North America and around the world is um, phenomenal right now. Guys, wrestling in general is got, just Guys and place. girls got places to go and work. Um, they got... Ask, they're, they're, there's a lot of options I'm an out idiot. There. He was right at the top of the roster and I blew right past him. You know why? Because I'm looking for the clean name instead of the, the, the first name. Right. So, you know, well, he's found. You know, we found him. Yeah, that's what's most important. <laughs> you know, um... You, you, you know, touching back on ROH, uh, congratulations to Sumi Siaki to becoming the uh, for becoming the mm-hmm. Women of Honor Women's World Champion. So right. now there is a there is a th- there is a fourth women's championship in North America that women can compete for. Actually, no, excuse me, five. There's a lot I, of I women's Yeah, there's a lot of you know between Ring of, the, Ring of Honor seem to be the last people to come. Yeah, up they are it. the last ones to have a women's title in North America, but you know between the two in the WWE, the one in Impact, and the National Wrestling Alliance Women's um, Championship, uh, their local and their world and their regional women's titles, there are a lot of options for places for women to go mm-hmm. and to wrestle in North America to become champion and to become stars and household names. And it's just good that the ROH um, version of um, 
of their wrestling division is is and also going towards even going presently right Impact Wrestling. Going back to them, their female wrestlers seem to me the more fine tuned ones. They they gimmicks. Mm-hmm. They got some. They they some of them are over makeup heavy and this that and the other. But I always would say I would love to see that gimmick in WWE and, and that gimmick in WWE. Yeah. So it's changing. But that's our show for today. All right. Oh, we touched it. We was all over the place like bird shit people. But we touched on it, man. We had to get on it. It wasn't a big news week in wrestling. The only thing that people cared about was Brock's contract, which to me, I don't think wrestling fans should worry about how much a wrestler is getting paid. I don't think wrestling fans should worry about I don't think they should worry about the business of wrestling. Just enjoy nah, just en- wrestling. En- enjoy it as as a whole. Right. I I'm not big on fans with getting the spoilers and stuff like that, but you know what it is. It's the boys in the locker room leaking half of the shit anyway. Yep. So it is what it is. But Mark, thank you for another great episode. I believe this is episode seven. Episode number seven. We're um, killing it right now. Yeah, even though you guys are going to get that heavy backlog, today's the 26th, 27th, 28th. You're going to get all of this, and then you'll catch up and be like, oh, I just caught up. You didn't miss anything. Love it. We're giving away a free Nintendo Switch. We're also... um. Well, I might try to go live tomorrow. Right. Because um, we t- do to that live it. feed. Just to test what the watch feed would be like. I'm not too sure. I'm not big on that, but I want to give it a shot in this, that, and the other. Um, subscribe to the channel. It's Dietrich Davis on demand. And the series will be is called Wrestlers with Experience. Mm-hmm. I'm Dietrich Davis. And I am Mark Morell, a.k.a. Mark Knight, a.k.a. That nigga that's um, just doing what he do best. Sorry for saying the N-word, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I use it. It keeps my teeth white. Um, <laughs> I use that shit like it's toothpaste. Anyway, um, we're out. Peace.